This is Digital Health Today, episode 50. Welcome to Digital Health Today, the podcast focused on the leaders, innovators, and technologies transforming healthcare today and tomorrow. Find us online at digitalhealthtoday.com. Welcome back. This is Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders working to make the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is episode 50. This episode is going to be a little different than others that we've done. As we get started on a new year, I wanted to share a little bit of information about the activity happening in digital health and give a little glimpse into what's in store for this platform for the year ahead. First of all, Happy New Year. I hope this finds you well and rested after a great 2017 and ready for everything that 2018 has in store. We had a great year here at Digital Health Today, and as I planned out our strategy for 2018 and looked back on 2017, I'm pleased to say we're having great success, and I want to thank you for your help with making it happen. Our community has grown tremendously, and not just by the numbers. Yes, the numbers have been great. For example, our Twitter followers are seven times what they were at the start of the year. Our monthly downloads in 2017 are 10 to 12 times times the monthly downloads we got in 2016. And our website traffic is up as people visit some of the interesting content we have posted there. Our sponsors have been really supportive of the platform, and I'm happy to say you've been supportive of them. I've heard great feedback from our sponsors about how people have approached them after hearing about their solutions on this platform, and that's been exciting to hear. In fact, in 2018, we have three sponsors from 2017 who have increased their commitment with us and come on board as premier sponsors of this platform in 2018. And that just goes to show the value that they're getting from being a part of this community and adding value to these conversations. You'll hear more about the work we're doing with some of these sponsors, so stay tuned in future episodes for more information about Bayer Grants for Apps, .health, the new domain extension that just launched in 2017, and app and analytics provider Medible. They're great companies and they're doing a ton to drive digital health forward, and we're really happy to have them as sponsors and partners in this platform. We have active conversations with other great companies that we look forward to bringing on board as sponsors, which means we'll continue to develop more great content for this community. So the numbers and metrics have been on track and continue to go up, but part of what has been so rewarding is hearing about the conversations that this platform has helped create out there in the real world. Not the digital media, the social media space, but the real connections that have been made because someone heard about something or someone here on the podcast and reached out to create a relationship. I know there are people who have found and started new jobs through connections that have started here on the platform. There are startups that are getting recognized partly through the profile that we've helped to raise, and new solutions are being discovered after hearing about people and companies that we've featured here. We can't take all the credit, of course. There's a lot of stuff happening in the digital health space overall, but I know this platform is definitely connecting people in tangible and powerful ways. And the most exciting part for me is I know we're just getting started. Rest assured, there is a lot more in store in 2018 and beyond. I say it all the time, and it's really fundamental. None of this would happen if it wasn't for you, the listener. So a huge thank you to all of you who've been so supportive of the work we're doing here, for sharing the podcast on social media, for supporting our guests and sponsors, and for getting in touch with me, letting me know what it is that you want to hear and feedback and making these connections and making it all happen. It's been so crucial to our development because your support and engagement has created more opportunity and resources to do more of this and to create more content and the conversations that help move ideas to implementation. So as we get started on a new year, let me say a resounding thank you for your support, and I look forward to continuing to serve the digital health community through our work here at Digital Health Today. Now, I knew I wanted to give an update as we crossed the half-century mark on our podcast, and there were lots of topics that sprang to mind. There are so many great companies and technologies and solutions that made huge leaps in 2017, 
Pick a health tech buzzword, any of them, AI, big data, telehealth, VR, genetic engineering. All of these areas made huge leaps in 2017. But one of the things that I think has manifested the most tangibly in healthcare in the last year is the prevalence of new realities. Now, I'm not going political and talking about fake news or alternative facts. I'm talking about technologies known as virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality. Over the last several years, we've seen a lot of ideas of how this trio can be used in a variety of applications and sectors. We've seen some demonstrations of how it can be applied in healthcare, and it just seemed to me that something changed in the last year that really indicated that this technology is happening in healthcare. These technologies demonstrated they aren't just something for technology demonstrations or CES exhibitions, but all three, virtual reality, augmented reality, and mixed reality, can have a significant impact in a variety of ways in healthcare if they're implemented. In 2017, not only were they implemented, but we saw the results and impact from their implementation. We're going to talk about that. In this episode, I wanted to recap five innovators and organizations that are pushing the envelope in this area. I have five examples of VR, AR, and Mixstar applications that give a little insight into my opinion that 2017 was the year of new realities in healthcare. The first one I'm going to talk about is someone that if you're a regular listener to the show, you probably already know, Dr. Justin Barad of Also VR. Justin was a guest on this program in episode 45. You can go back and check out that show in the notes or type in digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 45. I saw Justin present at the 2017 CES of the Digital Health Summit. Actually, that meeting is coming up again next week, January 9th to the 12th, 2018 in Las Vegas. Now, I've met Justin before, but at CES 2017, I saw him do a live demo on stage of how VR can be used to train surgeons on how to use complex orthopedic kits. I think I may have even streamed it on Periscope at the time. Now, if you've done live demos, you know how hard they can be to pull off in front of a live audience. You know those gremlins can get into everything when the pressure is on. But there were no gremlins here. Justin executed perfectly on stage and really showed that the VR technology was easy to use. And importantly, he made the case that this isn't only beneficial to surgical training, it's going to be considered malpractice not to integrate VR into your training and certification programs going forward. I know his business has made great headway in 2017, and I think the industry has embraced the need for these types of systems. I'll have a link to contact Justin and his company, also VR, in the show notes for this episode. And actually, you know, I'll have all the information we reference here in this episode online. You can find the links at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 50. Next up, there was another great presenter that I heard at that same meeting, CES 2017 at the Digital Health Summit. It was the first time I've met him, and I've been a big fan ever since. That is Dr. Brennan Spiegel of Cedar sinai in Los Angeles. Talk about a powerful experience. He and his team have developed VR that can be used as a powerful intervention for treatment of pain. We've got a huge opioid problem on our hands, and Brennan and his team have researched and shown that the use of VR can help to reduce pain in hospitalized patients. Some of the videos he shared on stage, I'll post them in the notes for this episode, they're really moving. I don't think you can watch them and not be touched by the transformation the patients had while using the VR that Brennan and his team have developed. We haven't had Brennan on this podcast yet, but there's an open invitation and always a place for him on this platform. Brennan, if you're listening, let's talk. Actually, just a quick fun fact about Brennan, and that is that he is an excellent beatboxer. I kid you not, this guy has skills beyond the hospital and could be making a living doing this. Don't believe me? Well, check out the show notes, and I'll have some of the videos that he's posted, including one where he and his daughter performed Smash Mouth's All-Star. He did it in his car, and he's received over 10,000 views of this video. My youngest daughter watched it and said that she'd like to have him be her doctor if she needs one. The third example involves the innovation that accelerated in smartphones this year. 
The innovation in this sort of technology got another boost in 2017 with the release of Apple's AR kit. We heard from Dr. Rafael Grossman in episode 49 about the work being done by companies like Anna Marez to develop patient-facing AR solutions like their app, Insight Heart. Rafael was the first person to use Google Glass in an operating room, and I'll talk a little later about how that first step of using AR in the operating room in 2013 received another boost in 2017. In addition to having AR technology made readily available to developers for use on smartphones, we continue to see development in head-mounted technology. Specifically, Microsoft's HoloLens continues to demonstrate how AR can add value when users have a hands-free AR experience. Rafael and I discussed this as well. You can grab that conversation on the podcast immediately before this one. The fourth example is the work being done by Dr. Ned Sahin at BrainPower. BrainPower has developed a solution using Google Glass to help children on the autism spectrum and help them in their daily tasks and life skills. BrainPower is based in Boston, and they've worked with leaders from Harvard, MIT, and others to develop a suite of apps that incorporates AI and the science behind gaming. Displayed using Google Glass, the apps help people on the spectrum do things like understand emotions, transition to new places, and do seemingly simple things that can make all the difference, like making eye contact. You have to see their Indiegogo video to see how they do that and how it really affects people in their daily lives. The system is called Empower Me, and as this episode goes live, BrainPower are in their final days of their Indiegogo campaign. I just glanced at their stats and I'm happy to report that they've raised over $110,000 and exceeded their campaign goal. We spoke to the CMO of BrainPower, Dr. Arshia Vahabzada, on episode 21, and we talked a little bit about how this technology can help in areas like autism. So to recap so far, we've talked about a VR solution for surgical training. That was Justin Barad and his company, also VR. A VR solution used for clinical therapy to relieve pain. That was Brennan's work at Cedar sinai We have talked about AR for educating patients on health issues and for clinical interventions, such as those we discussed with Raphael in episode 49. And we have AR for training people with complex developmental disabilities with the work we discussed with Ned and his team at BrainPower. These solutions are receiving clinical and commercial traction to transform these great ideas into effective implementations. And that brings me to the fifth and final example of why I believe 2017 is the year of new realities in healthcare. Here on Digital Health Today, we started 2017 with an interview with Professor Shafi Ahmed of St. Bart's Hospital in London. Shafi is known as the virtual surgeon, and he's pioneered many firsts, such as the first virtual reality surgery and the first use of Snapchat in an OR. We spoke about these on episode 19. That episode aired in February, and toward the end of 2017, Shafi achieved another milestone in the use of AR and mixed reality in live surgery. I hope you already heard about this, but if you haven't, it's a tremendous change to how telesurgery can be performed. And rather than try to tell you about it myself, I thought who better to tell you than the man himself. I had the chance to speak with Shafi about it, and I asked him what he did to bring mixed reality into the operating room. So what we did, we uh, used the Microsoft HoloLens, which is obviously a headset uh, that's um, defined as mixed reality. And essentially what we did during an operation that was performing on a patient, I then put the headset on and connected with surgeons in India, in Mumbai, at uh, the Tata Memorial Hospital, also in London, uh, and also with the team who designed the software from Atlanta in the U.S., we had a four-way conversation, if you like. So people were about 7,000 miles away from one another, and we were literally sharing the patient files. Uh, we were seen as avatars, like blue avatars. We were using holograms, and we are discussing the case in real time. And so it's an incredible experience where you've got this 
different way of communicating live in theatre about a patient, uh, which was, I think, really quite futuristic, but also it's sort of, it's, it's where we're heading towards in the next few years. I asked Shafi to describe what he and his fellow surgeons were actually seeing in their HoloLens headsets as they were doing this procedure. You've got these shared assets, as I call them, where you've got the CT scans, the images, and uh, the reports of the patient's files and patient records. And they're sort of suspended, if you like, in 3D in the middle of the room. But they're suspended in every room. So anyone who's watching it can actually walk around it, point to it together, and you can draw pictures, make arrows, for example. And suddenly, you're connecting in real time with shared assets, which you all seen together in real time. So with all that going on, you might expect that using mixed reality inside a live operating room would be technically challenging or distracting, or would it? No, not much challenging. Obviously, the operation was uh, I was doing in the background, uh, and as a patient, obviously, in theater with anesthetists, with uh, assistant surgeons and nurse support, for example. But all we had was a HoloLens, and we had a link uh, on a Wi-Fi. Uh, actually, some of us abroad that were communicating were using a, a, 4, a 3G signal, actually. So apart from having a signal of at least 3G quality and the HoloLens itself, there's nothing else required to communicate. This could drastically change the way telesurgery is done. And since there's such a huge need around the world for skilled surgeons, how could mixed reality technology provide a solution? I think where I'm really heading towards with this, Dan, is the fact that rather than just being avatars in the room together and seeing people in that room, but in your own room, is to actually transport yourself by holoportation, which I think is the thing that I'm aiming for. So I can actually go to another operating theatre around the world, peer over the shoulder, and then look over the shoulder and then support and assist people, because then that becomes much more powerful. Shafi's also involved with a few companies working in this space, and you can check out the work he's doing at Medical Realities at medicalrealities.com. So I've just given five examples of how this trio of new reality technologies is being used to transform health from training to surgery to patient care. And I think that's just the tip of a very large iceberg. And if all this has happened in 2017, what innovations will we see in 2018 and beyond? It's only going to accelerate and get more exciting as we go. Be sure to check out the show notes at digitalhealthtoday.com forward slash 50, where we have tons of links to the people and companies we just discussed and some great videos showing how these technologies work and the impact they're having. I'll be bringing you more great innovators and innovations throughout 2018 as we work to bring you the insights of leaders working to make the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I look forward to joining you here on the Digital Health Today platform, on social media at DHealth Today and Health Tech Dan, and at conferences around the world in the coming weeks and months. It's going to be an exciting year, and I'm pleased to be going through it with you. Thanks for joining me, and until next time, keep on innovating.